Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Fantastic Forum. I read here that the Russo brothers worked on this show. One of them looks like Oz, actually. What? Like the handsome Oz. Like, if you guys were twins, he'd be the handsome one. I think he is your handsome What? Twin. How dare you? It would make sense that Stark would be there because a beetle is stolen Stark tech. There's like seven beetles. I thought there was four and a silent fifth beetle. She actually says, Spider-Girl, power up. And now they're, they're wearing, like, knight's armor. Spider-Man. Ultimately, if I was him, I'd have my name off of it. This shit's so bad. <laughs> it's an educated uh, assessment of your experience in the theater. 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 Comic book theater. Into the Spider-Verse has things that Moses likes about it. It also has things that I like about it, too. So, you know, we both agree on on a movie for one. It's quaffable yet contrite, and it works. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. It's a big one, and it's hard. Tune in to Fantastic Forum Live, Wednesday nights, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific, on allgames.com. The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Its pulsating sounds penetrate deep into your ear canal to stimulate your cochlea in ways no other show can. This is your final warning. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage... Sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Rico, I got the keys ready to come in and I'll just comment on the music. Tony. What is his name, Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play a little bit instead. Aquaman's a hero! Yeah, Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! You're listening to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show, and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you stick with us. We'll help you take up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cow. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. His name's Oz. All new, all different FF. Boom. Also, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? 
As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor Young. Sometimes they call me Mr. Young. Sometimes it's a brand new year. Welcome to 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. We got a great show for you today. We're going to revisit Deadly Class. We're also going to bring you the latest and greatest comic book news. We're going to talk about whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. And uh, we'll let you know how to do that in just a moment. But first, we want to make sure uh, that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. I feel like you were going to say something there. I, I was leaving it for you, Oz. It's for you. Look, starting the year off right. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. 310-538-3198. In Oz's defense, even the second time he did it, there was still something missing. That's fair. Right. I thought you were going to mention how they're LA's number one. Yeah, I could do that. And, and then, then say, you should give them a call. And yeah. then and then I hit the and button. Talk about the special. Yeah. It's, under- I mean, look, it's understandable. You haven't done it since last year. It's been, it's been since 2018, long ago in the before time. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics, LA's and the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met there. All you have to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. There it is. Uh, and if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, you got a few different ways to do it. Here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. You know you want to. It's like we're very suggestive here at Fantastic Forum, but only yeah. the right, to the right degree. <laughs> That's why I had her do that because she, she's a lot more convincing than we are. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. With all you that, gotta, you got to get her to record the whole entrance. <laughs> right. Just like, let's just cut that whole, my whole part out the loop. We don't need me. What do we need me for? Then we could just have her do the whole show. Hey, makes sense. Like, I'm sure that that particular intern has very, very relevant opinions on the industry as it stands today. I would prefer the English one, though. That's my own personal bias. We all would. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, welcome to Fantastic Forum. I wasn't here last week. I'm sorry, gents. I, I I was with the fam, so please forgive me. The show, the parts of the show I did get to hear were pretty fun and fantastic, and I felt like I was missing out. I like I how like, he said I was the fan, but he was listening on his headset away from the fan. Uh, yeah, because I, like, I snuck away to listen, and then I had to go back and be with the family. That's like, why I didn't oh, I'm sorry, good people. I have to take a shit. And then he's listening to the show. How did How did you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how it went down i said it just like that they were like oh my god make sure you wipe <laughs> i don't know why they feel like i don't usually wipe it's weird yeah i was gonna i was gonna say why would they need to remind you i don't i don't know it's don't funnier know. that way you know what something that i really wanted to express last week or would have liked to have been able to express last week that I didn't get to that, you know, like I'm, I'm getting the opportunity now is uh, the producers of these Transformers movies, right? <laughs> yes. They knew that they couldn't get to me anymore with these movies because I don't care about the movies anymore. I'm just like, hey, make whatever you want. I'm not going to go see it. I'm fine with that. You're already like went into your happy place while they ram it up your ass. 
Oh, absolutely. Totally like, you know, imagining my island paradise and whatever's happened to my physical form. It doesn't matter because I'm not even there anyway. Right. And I thought that I was good, which I I, I am good. I know that I'm good with them making whatever movie they want to make. But you you're not going to see Bumblebee, right? No. Nah. Nah, I mean, I'm sure, look, one day I'm sure I'll probably watch it like halfway while uh, sorting through my comic book collection. It'll probably come on some station after a movie I really was wanted to watch finishes and I don't change the channel. I'm sure that'll happen one day, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to theaters to go see Bumblebee and it's all right. Bumblebee doesn't need me to go see it, you know, which it's funny because uh, Joe was actually telling me a little bit about it. And I was just like, oh, it's it sounds like a bad version of E.T. So I'm just like, ah, no big deal. But these Transformers producers at this point, I feel like it must be personal because I feel like they're trying to find ways to get under my skin. <laughs> like they're like, do you, oh. do you happen to have the particular like uh what is it quote or whatever that because we kind of mentioned it briefly last week i didn't want to do it in the news because i wanted to get your 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 take on it like it could be essentially a topic i still don't even know what you guys are talking about exactly exactly i guess i could give you guys a little background um you know tire claw he aggregates our news for us and and i'm very thankful for that and it's great but one of the news stories was uh the headline is why an Optimus Prime movie isn't so easy to do, according to Bumblebee's producer. And Larry got all fired up. Now, Tiger Claw tried to do this story in the new segment last week, but I didn't want to do it without Larry. Yeah. And basically, yeah, they say it, it'll be hard to do. A, a, I guess one of the quote, like a, a filtered down version of the quote is it will be hard with Optimus. He is he's always right, very stoic and is a man of few words. It's kind of like saying, let's do an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. But how much is there to say about Obi-Wan Kenobi? It's not so easy. Aren't they Aren't they doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi mo- movie? What, do you think what? They are doing an Obi-Wan movie, aren't they? They, they talked about it initially, but all those plans may be on hold. But the fact is, the fandom would love an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Nobody's like, yeah. don't make a movie about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Especially, like, Ewan McGregor is the right age, probably, for his own Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Which just further goes to show, the Transformers producers don't know what they're talking about. And they don't have any idea what's happening in, apparently, other fandoms or their own. <laughs> like, they don't understand the characters that they're making these movies about because they're like we can we know how to make a bumblebee movie a solo spin-off bumblebee movie but if we tried to make a movie focused on optimus prime i don't know what 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 is there to say about optimus prime what's optimus prime have to say and the interesting thing is when they say that he he's a man of few words bumblebee doesn't even say anything for like five movies dude this is what tripped me out. I was like, Bumblebee didn't even talk until this movie, right? I don't even think he talks in this movie. I think he just talked in the the last night. No, no, no. I think he talks in the Bumblebee movie. No, because in the trailer, she's showing him how to use the, the, the tape. The deck. radio. Yeah, the radio yeah. to to vocalize. The, there's a guy that's the voice of Bumblebee in this movie. Like, he's cast as that. Like, I remember reading a story about it. Well, like, I mean, look, I could... I was the voice in Bumblebee in the first tra- Transformer movie. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> he's he's the guy with the he's the guy boy. with the radio knob. I'll stay with the boy. <laughs> like that's, that's like what what the why does Bumblebee sound so tough? <laughs> What's like, happening? That that guy is just the sound editor that put the clips together. <laughs> like, I do that shit on a weekly. Oh 
jeez. Uh, look, but here, that's the whole thing where I'm just like, how in the world? Like, it's just, it, it, it baffles me just because I'm like, there's so many Optimus Prime stories that you could tell. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. You'd have to go into like actual Transformers lore, not like the terrible Bayverse stuff they make up. And and don't get me wrong. Actual Transformers lore is a, is a mess as far as chronology is concerned, but they have a lot of good stories. And that's the whole thing. Like, you could tell a story about Optimus Prime when he was Orion Pax, like before he was becomes Optimus Prime. That would probably be an interesting story. You could tell a story if you want to go into like the IDW lore where Prime and Megatron actually like were friends at first. And then, you know, before there was like the split and, you know, you get like these Autobots and these Decepticons. Oh, like, I'm sure like Smallville. Would. No, not not like Smallville. <laughs> exactly like Smallville. That's, that's kind of Smallville. No, that, no, that's no, what I mean, they do with- it, it happens on Smallville, but that's not Superman, Lex Luthor lore. That's some Smallville stuff they made up. That, uh, yeah, like IDW made it up. Uh, well, yes and no. Like because- they can even play the music from Smallville and it'll fit. You can't say IDW made it up because Transformers lore was always so kind of convoluted. So it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a take. Let's put it like that. If you want to say Smallville's a take, I guess it was on long enough that you can say that. But I mean, is anybody here looking to like have like a Smallville as canon kind of thing? Going it on? already like, is. We talked about it like two shows ago. I, I remember with the whole Elseworlds thing. I mean, I got you, but I get it. That I, was all, that that was all cool last year. TV show, but I guess I think of it as like it's it's part of canon, but for a TV show universe, so that's a different thing. And you know, I mean, you could just fix everything by just adding verse to the end of it. Right, right. You know, you could justify like the various versions of whatever yeah. lore you want. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. That's the whatever verse. Tire, oh. Tire Claw says that uh, Bumblebee does talk at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I think we've spoiled pace. <laughs> well, what happened to his voice, we found that out. Well, there was like a prequel comic, wasn't there, that said that? Yeah, but people aren't. Like, like people that go to see Transformers movies aren't reading prequel Wait, comics. Wait, is this a movie adata- adaptation of that prequel we read? I, I don't, don't think so. Because people like comics don't read Transformers. Because that comics. that girl wasn't in that prequel comic. Well, it's retconned. It's, it's the new Bayverse. Oh, jeez. Bay, Bay, Bay birth. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It, like I can taste the badness in my mouth. Hold on. Let me take a drink. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. You can taste Michael Bay's badness in your mouth? Yeah, yeah it's I think that's warm, cool. gooey, and salty. Like for the Transformers stuff, I like I like Michael Bay, uh, Michael Bay's other movies. Oh like yeah, that. Pearl Harbor. That's a yeah. cinema classic. Well, I didn't see Pearl Harbor, but like you know, like Michael Bay did Armageddon, right? That was dumb. I, it may be dumb, but I mean, like you could see that movie and see how he would make Transformers that way. Right, but then the so it's like why not like Transformers because it's like they made it like you like Armageddon. In fact, no, he, he did because no, no, no. one of the movies they all like he just um, re replayed the the meteor is coming down right, but now they're Transformers. Yeah. And in like in the island, there's a scene where a bunch of like high end cars are riding in the desert, and he just used that in like the third Transformer. <laughs> Listen, so it's, it's all connected. You no, know, what what I, what I can do is like if somebody takes a concept and decides to like, you know, Michael Bay decides to do his version of a concept, then that's more than OK. The same way how, you know, we, we live in a world where there was Armageddon and Deep Impact. 
I love that. You know what I'm saying? But there shouldn't be like a Michael Bay version of Transformers like that. That version. Well, you know, I, w- I won't say it shouldn't be. I don't have to like it. That's all it is. I don't have to like it. So I'm not. And that's it. <laughs> the D the end. Bringing the Bumblebee DVD next time I come to L.A. Yeah. That's going to be our new tradition. I come to L.A., we watch a Bayverse movie. Oh, man. Like uh, a Bayformer or Michael Bay movie? Because I can get with Michael Bay movies, but if it's a, a like, hopefully there's not enough Transformers movies that you can make a tra- uh, a tradition out of it. There's like, like six or seven. I mean, if you oh, rotate. Geez. Is there really seven at this point? Was it last night like number four? Four or five? five? I think it was five, yeah. And then Bumblebee six. Like a uh, uh, Bay former or Michael Bay movie? Bay former. Uh, I don't think Michael Bay had anything to do with Bumblebee. That's why people like it. Well, he's it's still Bayverse, right? I, that's what I'm saying. Like he didn't direct it or, or anything like that. He's just he has a producer credit because it's his version. Yeah, and then we could do the Turtles one too. Oh God, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have our first caller of 2019. Caller, tell the people who you are, where you're calling from, and what you want to talk about. What's up? This is Tyra Claw, the first caller of 2019, and uh, I also saw Bumblebee. <laughs> what do you mean, <laughs> also? <laughs> I got you. You're the only one. J- Jay's not here. He saw uh, it. Pretty much. But I don't think. Well, actually, did you see yep. it? You saw it, huh? I haven't seen it. Oh, well, there you go. Look. That's too busy watching Aquaman again. <laughs> That's, That's why it's made almost a billion. I don't know. I don't billion. know. If we should get into spoilers on the movie or anything like that for Bumblebee. Yeah, because I, I'm, since I'm the only one that saw it. I know. I, what you happened. know what? I, I say go right ahead. Bumblebee's <laughs> been out what two weeks? Okay. Yeah. Anybody um, that was going to see it saw it already. Go right ahead, Tiger Claw. Look, spoil well, your. Face. If you want to know, if you want to know, okay, if you want to know how Bumblebee loses his voice in this movie, he gets into a fight with a Decepticon on Earth. When Which he lands one? on Earth, you hear him speaking for a little while. Which Decepticon? Until he gets to, uh, I don't know the name of the Decepticon, but he's one of. Uh, well, what does he transform he's into? One of those, he transforms into a jet. It's not Starscream though. He's all all the transformers are triple changers. All the Decepticons, right? He doesn't know what a triple uh, changer yeah. is. Yeah, they they turn into two different things, right, Tiger Claw? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm well aware of triple changers. <laughs> I remember, I remember there's a, a triple changer that could transform into a space shuttle or a train. What was, was his from name? The original series. I forgot his name, but I just know there was that character. His name is Astro Train. Astro Train, yeah, Astro Train. That's so yeah, uh, Bumblebee gets into a fight with the Decepticon. The Decepticon, kind, I don't know what he 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 ripped out his voice box essentially, and that's how he lost his voice. Later on in the film, he starts to uh, learn how to speak using the radio, and that's oh. how you know how he yeah. communicates all that stuff. Was that uh, in his prime? Okay, truck? so okay, so you want so you want to know what happens? Okay, uh, the beginning no, of the movie no, has. I don't. Pre- I don't want to know what happens. I don't. I really like. Are you, I don't. Are you going to try to tell us the whole movie right now, Tarek Because that should not happen. I, I don't know if I. I, mean, I don't know if I can tell you the whole movie because it's oh. going to be hard to. It's going to. It's kind of hard to remember everything that I saw because you, when you see a movie once. You notice a couple of things here and there, but not everything. Because Are you sometimes trying to you see, Bumblebee see more than once? I usually only go to the movies. I only see a movie once because oh. that first time is always the best one. But when you see it a second time, you already know what's going to happen. So you kind of lose that feeling of seeing a movie for the first time and being wild and all that stuff. I agree. You definitely so, lose the feeling so, of seeing so, the movie for the first but, time. But I, you see it for the second time. That's so, true. Okay. Um, 
but I can tell you that the beginning of the movie is pretty awesome. The whole Cybertron sequence. You see uh-huh. all, a lot of the characters in their G1 format. You see mm-hmm. uh, you see Optimus. You see you see Shockwave. You see uh, Soundwave, Ravage. You see a lot of these old G1 style Transformers. There even RC also shows up in there. Yeah, I, I mean, and it's the classic RC, RC, not the no, no we saw from the base former ones. But they, they look pretty good. And, I, like, and, I like how Terry Claw. Uh, I like how Terry Claw is like classic RC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you like that Terry Claw? Like, is that? I, I mean, what, I, I, I say classic. I say classic RC because RC did show up in one of the Transformers movies, but yeah. it was a very different version of it. Do they yeah. explain why they're in their G one for? Like, why is Optimus a truck if he's not on Earth? Uh, nope, nope. The movie just starts right at cybertron it doesn't it there's no opening monologue on why things are the way they are they just the movie just goes straight ahead to cybertron and then you see a lot of action scenes there you don't see megatron appear in this movie because i i remember reading in an interview that the director that they originally were going to put megatron in the movie but then they realized that doing so would screw up the continuity of the michael bay movies because by that time when Bumblebee's on Earth, when Bumblebee's on Earth, Megatron is still frozen in Antarctica. Wait, wait. So why are they concerned about screwing up the continuity of the movies if Michael Bay isn't? Because they, they, the movie's a, a prequel to the Michael Bay movies. So they didn't want to screw up the continuity by including Megatron and the Cybertron scenes for some mm-hmm. reason. You know, the Cybertron scenes could have taken place in the past, but it actually takes place. It, it there, there, There's no... Uh, there's no passage of time. Once Bumblebee leaves Cybertron, he heads straight to Earth. So, so there's no passage of time from there. So the whole movie took place in the 80s, Got even it. on Cybertron. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. thanks, thanks for that, Claw. Uh, yeah. The whole reason we're talking about this is basically Larry thinking that they they could make a Optimus Prime movie. Well, it's not even so much that, like, they definitely could, but my thing is, all of a sudden, they're worried about, like, artistic integrity. Like, all of a sudden, people are like, oh, wait a minute now, we might be going too far by making a solo movie about the leader of the team. Like, that's where we're drawing the line. Like, we, the movie had Mark Wahlberg with a sword fighting a robot, right? Um, Spoiler alert. Optimus Prime does show up at the end of the movie in his G1 truck with the trailer attached to it at at the very end of the movie. That's in the trailer. Yeah, but they didn't show the trailer did not show the the part where he's driving off on the bridge as the G1 truck from the original along with, you know, with uh, Bumblebee. At the end of the movie, um, We see how he turns into the Camaro. He just turns into that we Camaro saw, from we the. We saw that in the first movie. Yeah, but yeah, he turns into the camera. He turns into the Camaro from the first movie. So see, wait, this, so they retconned the, the first end. movie then? Because we no, saw no, no, because first he's an old. No, 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 no. Then he's a new. Yeah, he starts. He's uh, the, the this whole movie. He starts out as a Volkswagen Beetle, but at the very end, at the very very end, he sees a Camaro and he changes into that. And then he so does the girl him. die or something? Like, how she get rid of him? No, 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 she doesn't die. No, she doesn't get rid of him. He gets rid of her. No, I mean, no, no. They, 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 they oh. both, you know, they both get go their separate mutual. ways. And she's gonna be with her family, and uh, Bumblebee goes out with uh, Optimus. <laughs> okay, we should stop talking about this now. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. 
Yeah, no more. People are fighting in chat. At the end of the day, Bumblebee saves the day. Oh, wow. <clears throat> What are they fighting in chat about, Mo? Well, uh, Warhead uh, asked. That, that, I, I, he said Mo. I did say Mo. Good. <laughs> okay, <but> Warhead. <laughs> Warham asked if if an Asian girl and Bumblebee get it on, what color will the kids be? And Pace says yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Um, <laughs> Red Entertainment will never die in chat. Says humans fucking cars cannot result in offspring. First That's of all, true. they are not the same species. Second of all, cars do not have reproductive systems. That's Third true. of all, cars are not alive. Fourth of all, that's totally racist. Well, I, I don't like the only thing I can dispute <laughs> is cars are not alive. It depends on what kind of car it is. But, but the, if the car is, is yellow, like that's not his race. That's his color. No, but but we're talking about Asian people. Hey, hey, again, that, I'm not going to get into this fight. But Pace what? then asks. What fight? <laughs> These people fighting with this this argument. So then Pace says, uh, don't tell Warham that, geez, how can that be racist if cars are not even a race? And then Red Entertainment says, <laughs> okay. this is true. What kind of car is Bumblebee? Toyota? Oh, see? You made it racist. Sheesh. Let's tell you. <laughs> tell you. Who the Asian people I are? don't know. Both, a, a, Beetle, a Beetle is a German car, I think. That is true. Yeah, Hitler created that car. Yeah, yeah. That's why the design hasn't had to change in like fifty years. Because it's the, it the, the, mas- the master design. It's built to last. Yeah, <laughs> it's un un uncorrupted, unadulterated. Yeah, who whose bright idea was to put the engine on the back of the car? Well, that's only that's, in Germany. Well, that's all of Europe. Yeah, and, yeah. and some a, of America. You get a Ferrari. I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. Some some of the best cars have their engine in the back. Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. and it also makes for more trunk space in the front, right? Yeah. yeah, and less things that can kill you in the front. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess. Thanks for calling in, buddy. We'll get back with you, uh, I guess, for news. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I did post some news. Yeah, we're not going there yet, but feel free to call back for the news segment. Yeah, if you want me to read it. No, no, Because I know some of you guys like hearing my voice when I read the news. That's that's (laughs) what it is, Tiger Claw. We're like, man, if only Claw will read the news. Is is he our new news wench? No, well, the thing is, if the Fantastic Forum isn't complete, you know, sometimes I have to be alone or with one other person. Me doing the news and inserting my commentary sounds like me building up my own joke and it doesn't come off right. So I need somebody else to read the news so that I can do my comment and it feels natural and fun. Plus, Moses has to rest his vocal cords. All right. Thank you for your call, Tiger Claw. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How dare he suggest Mo's throat doesn't get exercised regularly? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. How does Paul Harvey do it? How does who do it? Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey? He's an old radio guy, but he would get calls and, like, how does he hang up on people without, like, just rudely hanging up? Uh, We just did it. Yeah, I know. That's. But it still feels oh. weird. Like, I don't know. Gotcha. Gotcha. You would have this weird, like, affect to his voice. Like, well, thank you for your call. And then. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, thank you for having me. And then hang up. There it is. So I Jeff- just did it the best where he would just hang up on people when they got all stupid. And then he after he hung up on them rudely, he would end by saying, oh, well, thank you for calling, man. And then go right to the next caller. But the guy was long gone. <laughs> yeah. You just thought he was quiet. 
<laughs> it's like like is literally just hanging up on folks stealthily. Yeah, stealth- he did it on me once when I called in. That's fair. That's how I knew because I said I tried to add another comment and I was talking to myself. <laughs> yeah. So, gents, I saw that Sci-Fi went ahead and released the pilot early for Deadly Class. Yeah. I know you all got the opportunity to talk about it some. Well, I did because Oz didn't watch it, so oh, I couldn't get a, I couldn't get a sense of like if he liked it or didn't because he didn't know what it was. I, I don't want to support anybody that cyber bullies uh, one of the Fantastic Forum members. <laughs> <laughs> that exactly. is true. Exactly. So, did you end up watching it or no, Oz? No, I haven't had a chance. Okay, yeah, no worries. Again, no. Aquaman. Right. Eight hundred right. million. Right. That's crazy. We'll talk about that soon, too. Did you watch it, Larry Aquaman? No, no. I will, but I haven't yet. I mean, it it was the holiday season, and so I didn't I wasn't able to get it's to the, movie the perfect theater. holiday movie. Like that's where your family should have got together was at the theater. It's a guy with a beard wearing green and gold and a redhead shirtless most Those of the time. The, and yeah. then he's he's hanging out with the little mermaid. Is that what you're calling? Uh, friggin Mira. I was gonna say, I was gonna say Marina, but that's not her name. <laughs> it should, it, that would have been that would have been two on the nose. Right, right. It's Mira. Yeah, they just can't. Yeah, that's that's grown up Ariel. You, they just yeah. can't do the clamshells because you know me too. Now she's got to have a full suit and not be in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Deadly Class mode. I, I know this was a book that we reviewed and that we enjoyed. Yeah. And a book that we were following for a while, you know, when you could get it on a regular basis. Yeah. The pilot has aired or has been made available. What did you think of it, Mo? I'm really interested to hear your opinion of things. I did think it was a good, uh, well-made show. The quality of it was good. It didn't look cheap. The sets were good. The costumes were good. And even the dude they got to play the main character, like, looks like the dude in the comic. Yeah. So I, I, you know, they 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 switched a few things around, like to add things from other issues, other than the first issue to the first episode. You know, mm-hmm. they fucked with the order of things happening a little bit, but it wasn't even that that bad. It it, it still made for a good uh, flow for a first episode. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. So I, ultimately, I liked it, but I did see that they shoehorned in that what you call it, the Marcus dude was half white in the tv show and in the comic he wasn't and what's right. even weirder is that you know they do we, we talked about miles davis and him using his mother's surname and it could be like a hispanic thing where they do the mother's name as well well deadly class actually does that and they it's marcus arguello lopez is both parents names and uh you know none of them is like what's a good white name from kansas I, I couldn't even tell you. DuPont or something? <laughs> DuPont. I, I feel like I, I don't. I think that's a little too southern. Yeah. I what my point is is that both his last names are Hispanic. Right. Yeah. She's but, from Kansas. Well, she could be. I mean, she could be Nicaraguan from Kansas. <laughs> you know. I get. I. I I'm sure. I, I know they pronounce Nicaraguan without the C sound, and they put a G sound in Kansas and other parts of the South. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm sure the, the actress that cyber bullies me on Instagram <laughs> would probably agree with me that that's how they say it. Actually, it, it, was, it was funny because back when, when I was in L.A. and I had the bar, one of my regulars was a Nicaraguan. 
he actually called them nickas. And yeah. the way he said it and with his accent, like the first few times he said, I looked at him and like I had to think about it for a second. I was like, oh, he, he threw in a C, not a G. Okay. <laughs> it's it's interesting because, uh, yeah, I did notice that they did. They put in the line where they said that, where did they say his, did they, they don't say his dad's from Nicaragua there though, right? Well, at the beginning he says like he's a, uh, he, he's like, oh, my family moved. I'm from Nicaragua, and my family moved to the to San Francisco in the flashback, in the yeah. comic. And then in the TV show, they have the dad speaking, and, and he's speaking like machete, you know, because every Hispanic sounds like machete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the accent, definitely. Yeah, and then his mom doesn't speak, but she's like a, a perky blonde. In the show, in the comic, she kind of looks a little like that, too. But that scene where the, actually the actress that, Siobhan Williams, that's been fighting with us on Instagram, she actually asks him, her character asks him in the TV show, are you Mexican? Where are you from? You know? And he right. says, my dad was from Nicaragua and my mom was from Kansas. And then in the actual page of the comic, he says, I'm Nicaraguan. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's where they had to shoehorn in the biracial thing. But it's yeah. weird because I agree with you in the sense that the actor that plays Marcus does kind of favor the character from the comic, but the character from the comic looks Latino and he doesn't. Well, one of the things I said last week is that I'm like the last person that can be like, Oh, I feel the plight of the Brown people because <laughs> no, I don't I, look it, you know, like, and that's more than fair. Like nobody's saying that a Nicaraguan person looks like this. Cause that's not yeah. true. Nic Nicaraguans. Right come in different shades. And I believe I did say that, actually, in the episode I, I referred to last week. Fuck them, we're white. <laughs> you said Nicaraguans look like this? Well, you know, one of my... You know how, Larry, I know you do this a lot where you have your play cousins. Your yeah. people that's like your, your relatives, but they're really just good friends that are like part yeah. of the family. So right. I have right. a... Like three generations of friendship throughout the family, right? Right. We have a uh, a dude in my family that's a play brother. He's like a brother because my, my mom took in his mom and they, we lived together for like in our childhood, you know? There you go. And this dude looks like a black kid. Like he looks like yeah. he could be Larry's uh, or Joe's brother, but he's from Nicaragua. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah. It, it's like they, he got the, the only people that knew his dad wasn't a full black person were the carjackers. <laughs> what? Because he's like, the guy looks like, he looks like, who's the, who is the actor? Man, he looks like a oh, the guy that was in Empire that was uh he got killed at the first season. What's his name? He was on Malik on Yoba? There's a yeah. lot of people that got. He looks like Malik Yoba but with a flat top. <laughs> that's that's the the kid's so, dad. So to cover Malik Yoba. Yeah, but he's uh, he's from Nicaragua, full blooded, like speaks Spanish, yeah. everything. You know, like he's Absolutely. immigrated from Nicaragua. Yeah. And he was getting carjacked, and he told the guy, he came in the 70s when he was real young, so, you know, kind of like the character in, in Deadly Class, because there was, <laughs> there's a whole political discourse and war in history with Nicaragua in that era. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other issue I don't want to get into, because I have conspiracies and everything to, buy, to add to. But this, this dude was getting carjacked, and he tells the guy, he's like, man, why are you doing this to me, brother? Because he feels like he identifies in America as a, as a black man. You know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, he's from Nicaragua, but he's, he's a black man. And in Nicaragua, they do have the whole 
class system with race like they do here. Yeah, look. So he's like, I'm just, I just happen to speak there. Spanish, you know. Right. And the guy says he he still said it with like a a little bit of a Spanish accent. He goes, he goes, don't call me brother. You speak. Damn. And then carjacked them. That sucks. Yeah. So like, yeah, the only people that knew he wasn't an American black person by white people's standards was another black man. Yeah. But everybody else would have thought he was just a black guy. See, and that's the thing where I guess, you know, and who knows, maybe because no, but you know, I don't like, I know that he mentions in the comic, Marcus mentions he's Nicaraguan pretty early. Right. But I, I feel like the art backs that up too. Like, I feel like even if he didn't say he was Nicaraguan, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, he's a white guy. Cause yeah, he's not uh, really drawn like a white guy. He has, he kind of is like if they said if they never said Nicaraguan, you would have thought he was just a white guy with dark hair. You know, like he could have been. I don't know. He could like, he could have been in the gangs in New York as an Irish guy. You think so? You think yeah. like, he, he he looks like a Robin in the comics to you in the Deadly? Comics? Yeah, actually, yeah. He he looks he could be he could be Dick Grayson type or or Tim Drake. You know. I feel like I feel like they put a little bit of a t- a little tint on him. No, nah, well, the art in Deadly Class, they don't, they tint everything all weird. Like, it, it's kind of surreal and, and almost propaganda art a little bit, you know? Yeah. So but, you can't really look at color in that book on people's skin because half the time they're chirping out or they're psychotic. Like, but, the, the people, you know, witnessing those people. But but they're, they're black people in it. They're Asian people. They're yeah, white but, people. They're, they're you, brown you, people. You could tell the Asian and the black and even the white by mainly their features and, and their dialogue. It's almost like a black and white book at some points. And that's why I agree with you on that. And I guess that's why what makes me feel even more so because it's like they take the time to like tint tint him because yeah. the rest of the other people are white and he's not yeah. like the I white mean, people are white you know the asians and the brown people and the black people are a different color well on the tv show there is some there's a couple of scenes where he even looks like he could be a half hispanic so even they wrote him as a half hispanic mm-hmm. and, and, and he is and he's, oh, sorry, he's, sorry. he's half he's half mexican in real life um right half I would call uh, it would be a quarter stretch for me. I think his Mexican side is according to the only research, you know, again, Shabon Williams tells me to do my research, which I did. And nothing showed up until after the initial, the initial fight round one (laughs) on Instagram. And then on a trivia page on IMDb, it says he's like, his his Hispanic side is half Mexican and Arab, and then the rest is like Irish and Native American and Dutch and something <laughs> other, you know. It's so funny, man. Like I, I'm definitely I I've, yeah. I've been very patient with Siobhan Williams. Yeah, I mean, because she's she's very very much trying to tell like has been trying to tell us how racist and discriminatory yeah. and how we don't understand representation yeah which is really strange because it's like, it's like she's like, white explaining yeah why is, why is the white lady <laughs> telling the minorities about minorities right it's like dude don't get me wrong she's she's a woman so i'll give her that but especially when you talk about representation on television it's like white women have been on tv since the beginning of television just about yeah i'm not even sure like i can't name one nicaraguan person off the top of my head that i could be like you know that was a character that was nicaraguan i'm sure there have been nicaraguan people on tv 
like some people that play Mexican are like Nicaraguan or of course something like that. Even like I didn't even want to do because honestly, like with the deal with Siobhan Williams on Instagram is, is I don't want to fight. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I have my point of view and, and she doesn't like it. Like the initial post that triggered her to, you know, call me out or whatever and, and fight. I actually reposted what she posted. So she was tagged in it and she got alerts. I get it. But this recent one, I didn't tag her in it at all. Like, I just did my thing that I do on Instagram for Fantastic Forum, and then she commented on it. Well, she and listens she's not to a the follower show. or anything. I but she listens to the show. I guess so. I mean, that's why she they went in and shoehorned that line in. Was, you know, she was like, hey, these guys have a point. Yeah. I don't think she gets our points. Because yeah. <laughs> I was sitting here so, like, oh, like, I don't know. Because like, I'm just like, I don't understand how you could be like, hey, but if it would be nice if, if you had a Nicaraguan person actually play that, Nicaragua, that so, Nicaraguan on television and be like, that's racist. I could have said that on a TV show. Like, you know, the only like Mexican person playing a Mexican on that TV show is the cartel guy. Yeah. Because the chick that's with the cartel guy is Venezuelan. Yeah. That's literally saying... Hispanics are interchangeable, right? You know, right. like they actually and that did it a lot in Hollywood. Yeah, it happens with Asians a lot. Like you watch, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I watch a show called Fresh Off the Boat about a Chinese family, yeah, uh, coming up, and the dad is a Korean guy playing a Chinese dude, and I'm like, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm more racist, I guess, if you want to call it, but like to me, <laughs> he doesn't look Chinese; he looks Korean. I've been around <laughs> Chinese people and Korean, like there's physical differences, yeah, definitely that I've noticed. <laughs> Or there can be, I should say. Cause, yeah, know, there, I guess there can there's be. There's exceptions, but, yeah, you know. But right. if, you're, if you're Chinese, you know whether or not a dude is. Like, that dude knew that one guy wasn't fully black or American exactly. black or whatever, yeah. however you want to refer to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a point I could have said. I could have listed every Nicaraguan actor that exists in Hollywood that's never played a Nicaraguan person. What are you going to do with the yeah. other 130 characters? I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I take it one at a time. But, right. you know, for example, like Benicio Del Toro in Traffic plays a Mexican guy, but he's mm-hmm. Puerto Rican. Like, he doesn't even get the accent right. Like, everybody says he's a great actor. Yeah. He's playing a Mexican guy. He has a Puerto Rican accent. Yeah. You know? And nobody gives a shit. And right. honestly, I shouldn't give a shit. But it just, what? as somebody that knows how people sound like there could have been a mexican guy that that does that you know Lou diamond phillips plays mexican all the time he's filipino that's that's crazy it's true you know but that's the whole thing too where it's like you know there's a point in this i get filipinos a pass though because they were fucked by the spaniards just like the mexicans (laughs) there's a point in this show where you have you literally have marcus surrounded by uh, cartel like click and so everybody in the click is latinos because the gangs are all broken up racially yeah and so every one of them and you know obviously they're not all mexican like you mentioned but they're all latino and i think that yeah. even furthers the point where it's like everyone in that group looks latino but he doesn't yeah <laughs> and that's what i'm saying where it's like and it's not to say it's not to say like oh I, I, again i don't know how how much latino he has or doesn't have in his background and it doesn't matter because that's not the point i'm making he could he could have been 100 percent nicaraguan but my point is most nicaraguans don't look like him yeah so there are some well no but... Well, and that but uh, like i said it's not saying all most yeah. so it's like that leaves room for there are a, there is a nicaraguan guy somewhere that looks like him 
but most of them don't. And, you know, when people think it's like when Nicaraguans think about people from Nicaragua, what they don't think about is that guy. So why not put somebody on the screen that is like more representative of what Nicaraguan people actually look like? And the reason that doesn't happen, I think, is because, you know, they they want a face that they feel people will relate to better, you know, quote unquote. <laughs> and that happens to be somebody that looks less Latino. Yeah. It's unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's literally a story about a Latino boy. But when the time comes to put it into mass media, well, we got to get somebody that's not quite as Latino. What's funny is that when he looks at the picture when he was little, that little kid was like dark. <laughs> Look, the kid was definitely darker than him. No, he was dark. Like he, he was like a native people looking dude kid like i think they got him on that he's on the commercial for one of those like feed the children you know like he's like one of those yeah i don't know man what i will say is the guy does a great job i can't take it i can't take it away from everybody does on the show no no everybody is acting their asses off everybody feels believable which is crazy to think in that scenario because it's kind of an out there premise yeah in regards to like you know teaching children to be assassins from all types of different gangs and all this kind of stuff it's really well done it's just uh uh it's weird well no it's not weird i guess that's the problem it <laughs> It's like this is what we knew was going to happen. Like, <laughs> and, what, and and it's unfortunate that, you know, it, it's a missed opportunity. It would have been like that would have probably put the show on another strata for a lot of people. If you could have just been like, hey, we have this fresh Latin face and, you know, it would have been cool for that person to be able to be the center of the show. But I guess we, we will take what they give us for now. <laughs> How about that? How about that? The headmaster, was he Asian in the comic? Yeah. I didn't but he remember. was old. Like, he was a little old man. Oh, okay. Little ball, little, yeah, white beard. But they he, didn't do that. I do, I don't know the actor's name. Uh, Benedict that. Wang? Yeah. Oh, Wong, sorry. Oh, wait, is his name, is his name yeah, Wong? The, ben, the guy that played Wong, Wong, his last name is Wong. And his first name is Benedict, and he was in a movie with another, you know. And he plays Wong in right, <laughs> right. I was like, I'm like, are you are you messing with me? His name was really Wong. Remember, yeah. two Wongs make a right. What wrong Wong? We said that we said that joke back in the day. Oh, I forgot. You have to forget. Lucky, me. he's doing a great job. Uh, what do you think of the flashback and it being animated? I thought it was tight. It was just like they animated the. It's like a motion comic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tiger Claw in chat says maybe because he was the only actor available. Do you know of any actors of Nicaraguan descent? Uh, All I, I know is that probably about 10% of every state and maybe 3% of every country has uh, is the representation of people moving to Los Angeles specifically to become actors. Right. You can find one of anything in you can LA. Put yeah. out the call and find it. Like literally what? you just like Derek said he did it. You know, like he just put on Craigslist, oh I need a girl like this for this. Boom, yeah. he gets exactly exactly what he wants on Craigslist. And he's not like a casting agent. You know, nobody's looking to him for a job in acting. Nor right. does he nor yeah. does he have a couch. 
<laughs> what I will say is what I'm certain of is they didn't ask for somebody that that looks Nicaraguan. <laughs> or, you know, maybe they put that the person's Nicaraguan in the in the sides, you know, in the casting call, maybe. But it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't. And they probably they probably just saw him on like Teen Wolf or something. Yeah. I mean, the dude has done stuff. Oh, yeah. No, no. He's he's worked. Absolutely. And, you know, what I really hate about it is that we have to spend so much time talking about the race prop issue with the show and casting and the fact, like, the dude was really good. He, he was super good. And and he had to do a lot in that pilot. Yeah, like, he carried it. From places. Like, it. You know, it's just that he, he did the voiceover narration. He did the, you know, the reaction shots to his narration in the moment. Then he did the interacting with each people and each person that he encountered. And all those felt like genuine. It felt like, I mean, the ship felt like a comic, you know, <laughs> aside from that one line. <laughs> there I go again over here trying to talk about how good it was. <laughs> I go back. But you uh, just marry it already. You yeah, I so mean, much. look, all I know is I don't hope they don't pull this shit with fucking black science when that becomes a TV show. Black science. Yeah, yeah. Black, black Science is a great comic. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I I still buy them, but I haven't been able to read them in a long yeah, time. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Look, what are you thinking that they're going to try to do for Black Science? Because Black Science, I mean, I guess Black Science has a black guy, right? Yeah. No, I, it's just more of like, it's going to be harder to get somebody that looks like those people. Oh, yeah. Because the art is so stylized. Yeah, so they're kind of caricature. They're going to have to, it's one of those things where they can actually kind of streamline everything and, and change like the designs so that they fit and they're more easier to done easier to be done in live action you know yeah yeah but black science yeah that, that i mean it, it'll make a great tv show like you and, and the thing is like if you don't like the guy they pick like literally you don't like the guy they pick to play the lead they can literally recast them that's true for the second episode <laughs> uh, tire claw says Black science. I was thinking black science is the same way as as one would look at black magic. That's the beauty of black science is that it's that yeah. it's the darker side of science. The the yeah. shit that that you can abuse and 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 use for gain. As much as as, as black science is like an interdimensional lost in space with madmen vibes. It, it, it is about ethics. You know, yeah. and consequences. Oh, absolutely. Also, too, I got to give props to to uh, Deadly Class for their the quick take on indie versus mainstream mainstream comics. That was cool. Oh yeah, that was when a great scene. About the, when they're talking about the the X Men. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. I, I was. Really and I don't like. I don't think that was even in the comic. And now I don't that think that dialogue was. like it was like added and that was fucking tight. Yeah. Something about Clear Claremont and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it was a great little nod to, you know, the comic book space without breaking too much from the uh, from the story that you're trying to tell. Like it didn't feel like it was shoehorned in. Yeah. And so that's very cool. So, you know, I mean, all in all, it's a great show. I can't. Like, it's not like I can knock the craftsmanship of the show. It's just the fact that the industry is a certain way. And, you know, it's unfortunate that people are, are, are either blinded or are willfully blind to the fact. And, you know, don't to the point where they can't even, like, admit that there's an issue, you know, because it's like it, it's a it, as great as the show is. It's a lost opportunity to not have somebody that 
looks brown playing that role like that would have been a cool thing and i think it wouldn't it wouldn't have taken anything away from the show it was just a choice that somebody made and uh you know i'm i'm sure somebody will say oh well he was just the right actor for the job and obviously he did a, an amazing job but you're going to be hard pressed to convince me that there's not a browner person out there that could have delivered that performance or a better one cuz you know i know they're out there it's like you know i mean obviously they may they very well may not have the same resume as this young man does but there's a reason for that too he doesn't even have a wikipedia page i hey, i i don't know what he has or hasn't done i mean i i would think you have to at least go to imdb right no like, well yeah but the thing is like everything has a wikipedia page but he does you know he's done his fair share of things but he's not like on the tip of everybody's tongue in terms of like nah. the young hot actor that's going to nah. be you know the next you know, he's going to be Scorsese's next go-to guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's no young DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but I'm I'm looking forward to watching the show and, you know, we'll see where it goes. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it, it continues to be as smart as it started. But we'll see. OK, I guess we should do some news. We should have a like, uh, like her. Uh, <laughs> well, not, not like that, but like. All right, what is happening in the news space? Nothing. The end. I, you know, I know that uh, these weeks are usually a little slower, but I'm sure something has happened. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. Well, people are questioning Tom King. Well, Tom King is actually responding to fans questioning his CIA career. Really? Yeah. So why are they questioning his CIA career? They don't they don't think he was actually doing that? Let me read this to you real quick. DC yeah. Comics writer Tom King of Batman and Mr. Miracle fame has responded to allegations from fans that he did not actually serve in the United States Central Intelligence Agency before making his name in the world of comics. The Batman scribe CIA history was called into question by a post on the Twist Street Tumblr blog, which cited purported correspondence with the CIA as well as previous examples of DC failing to verify its writer's alleged service. However, King was quick to shut down the, shut the speculation down. Uh, here's a quote. There's a post going around questioning whether I served in the CIA, which is odd because I did. And there's a way for employers like DC to check, King said in a tweet. Anyway, here's a picture of me in Iraq in 04 and an email when I was getting sheriff reviewed by the agency. So there's a picture of him holding a gun. <clears throat> True to his word, attached to King's tweet were two photos, one of himself holding his firearm in front of one of the swords of Shia statues in Baghdad, Iraq, and another of an email exchange between King and Publications Review Board regarding his DC Vertigo comic, The Sheriff of Babylon, the scripts of which had to be reviewed by the CIA in order to ensure King wasn't accidentally divulging sensitive information he had entrusted with. He was entrusted with. Uh, additionally, King posted a second tweet, which his wife, Colleen, gave her thoughts on the matter. My wife has, for the first time, requested that she be quoted directly on this feed. King explained, Colleen's quote, Tell those assholes to call me and ask me what it was like worrying every day that you'd get shot. You served your country. Fuck those fuckers. <laughs> In previous interviews, King explained he interned at both Marvel Comics and Vertigo in the late 1990s. However, he joined the CIA's counterterrorism unit following the September 11 attacks in 2001. 
He left the organization after seven years of service following the birth of his first child and began working on his first novel, novel, Once Crowded Sky. That's weird. Like, I like I wonder what made them to be like question whether he was there or not, like, yeah. or like he was in the group or not. Like, what did they hear or what did they see that made them feel like, oh, well, this guy might be telling us uh, a lot. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, writers can embellish their little backstories to sell books sometimes. And they were like, they wanted proof. I know it happened to that one guy. <laughs> Who was the guy? The the guy on Oprah's book club that did the book about heroin addiction. Mm-hmm. And it was all faked. He wasn't actually a drug addict? He was like addicted to Percocet. Oh, that is different. And, yeah. And then a lot of the stuff that he did, like it was like an autobiography. And it wasn't. Then he blamed the publishers for saying like this would sell better as an autobiography instead of a novel. You know, so he lied to Oprah. See, but I feel like that's a different thing, though, right? Like lying that you you're a drug addict on a harder drug than you already were on. That feels like a whole different thing than being. Well, like, oh, I was in the yeah. Hey, it's like if you're writing Batman, and then you know a douchebag podcast reviewer like any of us here will tell you like, hey, so what do you feel qualifies you to write Batman? And he goes, well, you know, I actually served in the CIA. And then you'd be like, wow, I'm going to buy this guy's Batman book because he might know some good stuff. And I'm like, eh, you know, so I could see why somebody would lie about being in the CIA to sell Batman books. Or in this case, the that sheriff of Baghdad, you know, because that's that might be kind of autobiographical or it can perce- be perceived as such and would lead to sales. So I, I can see why somebody would lie about it. I, I'm not saying he would lie about it, but I, I can see how somebody else would lie about it. The same way how this guy was like, yeah, I'm going to write a book about addiction and he does writes all this crazy shit. And then he makes it into his own personal history, although it's a lie, because that would make for better interviews when he, he's promoting the book. I, I guess. It looks like I mean, that's how. It, yeah, it, it, it just seems like. It looks like original. that's how DC actually promoted it. When he first joined, like one of the quotes from the announcement that he, that he was going to do the book was, King will be using his experience in counterterrorism and brave new threats to Gotham and bring new, to bring new threats to Gotham. And then there's all kind of stories about Rebirth Batman writer Tom King on his own rebirth from CIA to comic books. So it was being used for promotion and supposedly his experience in kind of that Fighting crime was going to influence his books. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gathering, anyway. It just feels like a big lie to tell. It does, but you know, you can't really like look in the CIA files to see if he was in there. You know, right? And then right. I'm I'm seeing stuff, and I guess what one uh, reporter asked the CIA if he worked there, and looks like he got some kind of response that said, "Well, there was a, a Tom King that worked here. I, we don't know if I mean that's a common name, so we don't know if." <laughs> if we're talking about the same thing, and then that was the extent of the uh, of the check that this journalist quote quote did. Word. The CIA doesn't really say who's in the CIA because, I, right. you know, we had a whole thing with uh, who was it? Was it Bush? George W. Bush? Or no, the the vice president that outed that one CIA family, mm-hmm. like the husband and wife. What was that? Is that what happened? Yeah, it was a uh, Dick Cheney outed the CIA people, and it's like it was a whole thing, like a, a national security. Like 
it's it's like treason almost. So it's like you, you don't really you know if you're in this if you used to be in the CIA and you say that then it's on you. But if somebody outs you like they're like or it's like the SEAL Team Six people like you can't really like just say oh these are the guys in SEAL Team Six that took down Osama bin Laden like that would put them in danger unless you're the president. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other issue. But in 2019, Fantastic Forum's not getting political. We're gonna be we're gonna bring you the joyful nihilism that's made us classic fantastic form from the start larry being the joyful and me being the nihilism but yeah so it's like the cia wouldn't say hey he was in the cia he posted pictures of him in baghdad who knows what he did in there maybe somebody will oh so he's writing comics i can find him and get retribution that's on him cia is not going to have that on its i would say conscience but not really conscience on its fucking liability lawsuit liability the reporter posted a letter he got back from the CIA and it, it's a form letter and it's got like, it says we couldn't service your request for the following reasons. It's got like a bunch of reasons and check boxes. And then there's two yeah. of them checked off. One says we, we don't have a record of the person you're talking about. And the other one says the person you're talking about hasn't authorized us to talk about, about <laughs> him to you. <laughs> so provide that before we can talk to you about that person. There you go. That might as well be a yes. It should have had a box that's like, you know, whatever outlet you're from isn't really worth us talking to you. So go fuck yourself. That would have been the, like, the third check. Those <laughs> those two boxes checked off are kind of like the the way, like a form letter way of saying maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Yeah, which is how the CIA responds anyway. Right. <laughs> it's like, did you put crack in the hood in the 80s? Maybe we did, maybe we didn't. They did. <laughs> I'm gonna, we know they did. I'm going to send them another letter asking them if they killed JFA, JFK. Well, according to Deadly Class, it was one of those guys. <laughs> Look, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Todd McFarlane's reboot for Spawn is going to be joy, joyless, dark, and ugly. So it's a Snyder cut. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, Spawn is supposed to be like that. Exactly. Was it you guys? Might have been Mo last week that was saying that this movie has like an insanely low budget. Well, I think it's still looking for financing. I, I might, and I might have read it that somewhere. I thought they were already in production, but that their budget is just ten million at this point, and that's with Jeremy Renner and Jamie Fox in it. Wait, both those guys are in the Spawn movie? Yeah, I think yeah. Jamie Fox is is going to be Spawn, and then Jeremy Renner is going to be Twitch. Twitch is not a good Renner too big to be Twitch. Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, acting wise, I think he could do it, but. He's got the face look, not the body look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's white ugly, so he could do it. White ugly? Is that what yeah. you You don't think he, uh, he'll he Christian Bale it? Nah. I don't think... You can't Christian, You can't do that in, in that direction, right? You gotta go... Well, I, I mean, yeah, he did. Yeah, Christian Bale did it. <laughs> That's why I said Christian Bale it. Oh, like, I'm dude lost like 90 pounds. Chaney. I thought you were talking about Cheney, but you're not talking about... Or Vice. You're not talking about Vice. You're talking about... The machinist. The, yeah, machinist the machinist. Or, yeah. Right, right. He, well, look, he went from machinist to Batman Begins to another Ooh. fat character and then back to Batman shape. Yeah, in like a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. What's, uh, you know, what about Bilbo? Bilbo could be Twitch. Baggins? Yeah, Bilbo could be Twitch. He's a little too white handsome, but... <laughs> He's white. He's white handsome? I just wanted to make something to go with the white ugly. <laughs> Um, he, he's still too handsome. Like Twitch looks like he, if he wasn't a cop, he'd be a child molester, a serial killer. You know, that's true. Like you need that. It's like the Penn and Teller thing. Yeah. You know? Look, hopefully Tom McFarlane listens 
if your cast was well, too late, I guess, because Jeremy Renner. But if you want to cast Sam and Twitch, you got to think Penn and Teller. That's the vibe. That's the look. That's the if Jeremy Renner's Twitch, who's gonna be uh, Sam? Right. You know, like who could be Sam next to um, like Jeremy Vince Renner? Not Frio. Yeah, but you know, so it's you know, and and Twitch is quiet. You know, like Teller. Yeah. He talks, but not like a lot. Same like the James Silent Bob. Although the, this case, the the smaller thin one is is the loud one in James Silent Bob. You know. Right. But it's like that, like that dynamic. Laurel and Hardy. You got to think like that when you think of Sam and Twitch. Tyler finally knows what he's doing. He did create those characters. Aren't they like, doing a Sam and Twitch TV show with Kevin Smith? Yeah. Like who's, what? and that's not Jeremy Renner? No, it's not Jeremy Renner in it. Wait, so what's what's Kevin Smith doing in the Sam and Twitch? Is he like directing he's or writing, writing and directing? Yeah, like oh. like show running. I bet you his Sam and Twitch would be better. It would be like Bendis' Sam and Twitch comic. I mean, and he's That's working only with, with more pop culture references. He's working with McFarlane too. Yeah, Wonder I don't know. How, yeah, I don't know how that's going to cross over, but who knows? Oh, that's going to be for BBC, so they don't care. Yeah, yeah, they're probably going to Gotham it up. <laughs> Look, it's the it's the new you Gordon and Bullock. Well, that's hey, that Bullock could be Sam. I don't remember what the Bullock looks like. It's 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 the guy from from that movie, the the Dow Steve. That, what? <laughs> that, that was supposed the to Dow help. Steve? Is that like a a popular thing? It's a movie. I mean, I know it's a movie, but like, would I know it's that Donald Logue? Yeah, Donald Logue. Yeah, I'll post I'll post this picture in chat. Thanks. I'm well, here, like I like none of this is helping me. I'm looking for a full body one so you can because he's a bigger dude. He was really big in Dallas, Steve. Because he has to play a big fat guy. Was that a real thing too? Yeah, it's a movie. Both of them are movies. What Dallas, Steve? Yeah, yeah, that's a movie. And what's the other thing you don't think is a movie? Oh, was that the same title you said the first time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you switched the name out. There's a picture of him with Machete. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. You should. That's kind of how, like how five Sam seasons. is is like a Harvey Bullock type guy. Yeah, Sam Sam is definitely a, a Harvey Bullock type guy. And what were you saying, Oz? Before I cut you off, I, I was saying I'm surprised Larry didn't recognize him. He did watch Gotham for five seasons. <laughs> I for, I forgot what he looked like. Like I couldn't remember That's how him. memorable that show is. Yeah, I mean, and he, he was probably one of the better parts of it, but it's coming yeah. back in a couple of weeks. Well, him, the like Jim Gordon and the Bullock are like really good actors. Mhm. You know, if the show is about them, like it'd be good. The but, kid you know. play, playing Bruce Wayne's a good actor too. Like five more years, not. I want him to I want him to take over the mantle. You know what I saw Larry that I think you would like and is that this show called Crashing uh, that on sounds HBO. Really, it's I the thought, Pete Holmes HBO oh, show. Yeah, where he's the um comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I didn't I didn't get to watch it, but I want to. I watched the whole season yesterday, the first season. Yeah, I, I'm I, not like I don't like Pete Holmes like you do. Oh, I love Pete, but Holmes. I love him after watching the show. Yeah, I, I hear it's really good actually. It is. He just seemed like too corny and sanitized for me, but the show's really good. Yeah. And I, I guess I understand why I would feel cuz it's like autobiographical, so yeah. like, like seeing how he is, his upbringing and everything, like I guess that's why I would think he's too corny and sanitized for me. <laughs> I too watched a, a TV show that I'm surprised Larry didn't tell me about. Which one? The Neighborhood? The Neighborhood. That's that's your new show. Oh, with Cedric? Yeah. I thought it was called Race War. 
<laughs> Could be. I think they renamed it. <laughs> yeah, that I probably won't watch. Is it well, you're, well, you're in it. It's okay. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not like hilarious. I just I like uh, all the main actors, so I'd like to support them and you as much as possible. <laughs> Larry's also in the Tracy Morgan show on TBS. Um, Last OG. That's a good show too. Is Cedric the Entertainer in that? Yeah. Oh, jeez. He's the halfway house like guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's crazy. I, yeah. Larry's been busy. That's why he missed a lot of 2018. Yeah, that's why he's always gone and always traveling. He's got to go to different studios and do different stuff on location. We understand. Yeah. Oh man, I got it. There's another show that somebody was telling me about too that I got to remember to take a look at. Damn it, I can't remember it. It's gone. It's gone. While you think about it, this headline says the Black Knight will be reportedly connected to the Ant Man and the Wasp quantum realm i saw that that sounds like such a bad idea yeah now who's black knight is that like the batman version to the british captain america he's a a black knight wait (laughs) like are you talking about captain britain yeah well isn't captain captain britain is britain is the british captain america right yes and so black but not in the sense like he has a shield and whatnot. Not like how. Right. But he, well, you know what I mean. He's he, okay. He's roided up. And I always see no, Captain America. Whatever. I always see Captain America as kind of like the uh, the Superman of Marvel, where you know truth, justice, and all that. And then so I saw Black Knight, and I just assumed that was like their Dark Knight, that you know, world's finest with their British Captain um, America. No. No, it's not like that. Black Knight, if I'm not mistaken, the most famous Black Knight is not even English. Pretty sure he's a well, you know, maybe he is English. But all I know about Captain Britain is my Captain Britain is a is a spider totem and is dead. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Captain Britain is definitely closer to that incarnation than, you know, Captain America. But no, Black Knight is like a he's a superhero, but that has a sword that's the ebony blade and it's kind of enchanted but it's it's a little evil and you know the whole thing is really kind of like somebody trying to keep that sword in check to use it for good as opposed to it being like going off and being used by someone malevolent holy crap he's literally dressed like a knight yeah 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 and he's not black at all no no not really he mostly dresses in like shades of blue and has like what like a red thing on his chest a lot of the time yeah like a templar yeah yeah i mean and he's a really cool character especially like if you're like a 90s avengers fan he was in the he's like a big part of uh the avengers in the 90s like was yeah like uh he was gonna babysit with Luke Cage and Jessica Jones' daughter, he interviewed for the job, but he didn't get it. If I'm not mistaken, didn't, didn't, uh, I think if I, yeah, I think Black Knight was the one that actually killed the Kree Supreme Intelligence in Galactic Storm. Like, I think he was the one that actually, like, he actually put the blade through the guy's head and started that whole war thing after the fact. Why is he wearing a Nova Corps helmet? I mean, you mean a helmet? <laughs> it's not a Nova Corps helmet, it's just a helmet. It's either Nova Corps or like a amalgam of Nova Corps and Magneto. I mean, listen. You said no, amalgam Nova, right, wrong. Uh, a amalgam? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, Nova helmets didn't even start looking like that until like 10 years ago. <laughs> or maybe like 5 years ago. It actually looks more like the original Star-Lord. Uh, it may be, but I, I feel like 
the the original Star Lord's helmet was like a half helmet, right? Kind of, but I'm talking about like in terms of comparing it to Novacore, it looks more like the Star Lord than it does the Novacore. Oh, but like current Star Lord. Not that face thing, the X fifty one looking thing. The the which which Star Lord? Like the, you know the one the cool one, the one that they didn't use in the movie. Yeah, okay, yeah. And yeah, I hear you. But like but Nova Nova, I'm sorry. Black Knight's helmet predates all that. Yeah, I know. But oh. I'm just saying Oz is comparing it to the Novacore. I'm saying it looks like less like Novacore and more like that. Yeah, I can see that too. Oh wow, that's a badass costume. That uh, I'm I'm guessing it's the original uh, Star Lord outfit. I'll put it in chat. You told me if that's what you were talking about, but that's kind of cool though. He looks a little stormtrooper-ish. Yeah, it's not the original one. If it looks that cool, it's probably the the original the, Guardians one. The, yeah, the Admiral Landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that shit looks fucking tight, man. That's what yeah, I wanted to see in the movie. Should, yeah, they should have used that for the movie. Like those but, those costumes are amazing. But they instead they gave that costume to um, what's his name, Starhawk. To he Star? just oh right, right, right. Stallone. Right. Yeah, in yeah. the second one, that's this yeah. costume he was wearing. Yeah, that's the costume that they were all wearing. It's, you know, so I'm like, whoa, finally get a good Star Lord, but it's it's Starhawk. Right. Yeah. No, that would have been a much better. Like, and don't get me wrong, like they could have changed the helmet up some because I can understand you might be like that helmet maybe doesn't quite work if you're you know for the look you're going for, but they didn't know. know what they were going for. <laughs> That's true. They're just like we're gonna make it fun. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> you think I won't go to the movies to see to see movies for fun? <laughs> Larry, man, you got to get on this Spider Geddon, man. That shit's terrible. Spider Geddon. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll have it read for next week. It's so bad. I mean, well, yeah, I, I can imagine. It's like I, after you said that Spider Man doesn't really come into it until like the end. I'm yeah, and like, he fixes everything. I'm just like that's that's weird. He's like got, that's like, three panels total, I think, and one of them is like a two page, is like a splash page, where he's just one of like. And yeah. spider people. Him and the people from Vault of Spiders come through the same portal. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know who any of the Vault of Spiders people are. Spider Man, where Aunt May is Spider Person. Oh, okay. And was it the Savage Spider Man, where it's like instead of Kazar in the Savage Land, it's Peter Parker with spider powers? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, and Kazar becomes the what's his name? Was this Kazar? No, it's not cute. Yeah, his Craven, Kazar is Craven instead of you know the Russian guy. Really? Yeah. So what happens? The, to- all those stories are like two, three page stories. So yeah, because you said Vault of Spiders is like an anthology. Yeah, it's like one of those old like yeah. Basically, all they give you is like a, a touch of the, those people's origins and like a, a mini adventure that's not that good because they have to do it in like four or five pages. And then the good one is the real good one is the Spider's Man one. Like his story is really cool because it's kind of like a Swamp Thing thing. So it just has that old horror like comic vibe. I think when you read it, you're going to agree with me. It's a halfway decent superior Spider-Man story. And, and uh, you have to say halfway decent because because be, well, Miles like ruined half it. of it is his. <laughs> like they spent too much time on Miles. And, and because of the movie, of course, that's why they do it. 
But this guy, man, the the movies, Miles Morales should have been leading that spider getting. Yeah, I like Miles Morales as a character, but, you know, he can't def- lead the spider army. He can't lead a spider army. Well, I don't know if he can or can't, but he doesn't seem like he should be. <laughs> like, no, I, he can't. Like, the whole book is about how he can't do it. Oh. Like, he he, he fights with, with uh, Otto on how they should handle it. So then he goes, you know what, Otto? I'm, we're just going to do our thing. And then Otto's like, all right, go ahead. And then Otto basically just played him into doing that, basically because he's going to get killed. They used, they used his team as a human shield to do what Otto wanted to do. Jeez. And he walked right into it himself. Like, it was his idea, not Otto. If Otto would have manipulated him or something, it would have been easier. But Otto just said, thanks for making my job easier, you know? Right. Like, he didn't oh. even build them, put them into the contingency plan. Like, he just felt like they are just going to die there. Where's Peter Parker in all of this? He's fighting Moreland. And, and he fights him in, like, his own book? Th- three issues of Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh. Which Mo told us is the, the, the lesser Spider-Man book. Yeah, it is. And so what amazing is like just unfazed by Spider-Geddon? Yeah, it, it doesn't tie into Spider-Geddon at all. Oh, wow, that's crazy. But even like the way they do that is dumb. Like, because Miles is in two of those spectacular Spider-Man books. And when that Peter Parker, the 616 Peter Parker comes in at Spider-Geddon, like he thinks he's a post-apocalyptic Spider-Verse Spider-Man, like Mad Max but it's like you saw him when he was getting those guns. You were there. How can you not recognize him? Uh-huh. So it, it was. It was really like a half-ass. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, it, grab again. It, yeah, it's a good. the The whole series is a good zero issue for a Superior Spider-Man number one on sale now. <laughs> In your opinion, Oz, do they at least justify uh, Otto going back to that Superior Spider-Man moniker? Nope. Yeah, sort of. No, that makes it sound well, like no. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. In it, he he's a superior octopus at the beginning. Right. And he realizes it's a Spider-Verse, Spider-Geddon. So he goes, you know what? I'm going to switch for this because it call, this occasion calls for this suit. Right. So he's a spider person. And then at the end, he could easily just go back to Spider-Octopus. Like, you don't need to be, stay. Right. Like, in, in As far as Spider-Geddon. Now, you read Superior Spider-Man 1, and then there he goes into a little bit more why he he's becoming the Superior Spider-Man and not going back to being Superior Octopus. That's actually talked about in that issue. But if you're just reading Spider-Geddon. But uh, it's stupid th- then, because why do Spider-Octopus at all? Oh, because he was superior octopus. Oh, because he was still obsessed with getting back at Parker and taking over Parker Industries and the, the whole Hydra stuff went down. So he did it as superior octopus. Again, all that is explained in Superior Spider-Man number one on sale now. So I'll go through it. There's a reason I wasn't as excited. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have no problem with events tying into mass media stuff. I just want them to be good. I actually think the the one issue you did read, issue zero, is is the best issue of that of the Spider Geddon series. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> it is because that was just kind of thrown in there for the game, and Mo was telling me that it came out like they were already on like issue three of Spider Geddon when when the game came out. So they they threw that zero out like just out of nowhere at the same time that the game came out. Yeah, like, I, I like that issue, especially. Otto Octavius finding out what happened to the other 
Otto from the game and kind of reaffirming his decision to be Superior Spider-Man. Now, again, I, I read all the Spider-Gannon stuff after Superior Spider-Man 1. So I had that in the back of my mind the whole time. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, Marvel did that Infinity Wars event. And which, of course, tied into what was happening with the movie. And uh, it was only okay. Like, it started off all right. And there were some good ideas. But by the time it gets to the end, like the last issue, I was kind of like, I'm not exactly sure why these things are happening. And that's unfortunate because it's like, I mean, I'm reading, you know, it's like I'm comprehending what you're telling me up until this point. But now it's kind of like if it felt like the last couple issues, I kind of went off the rails. And, you know, I, I don't know if they were just working fast or what, because, you know, they're trying to, like, not fall even further behind deadlines. But, yeah, it didn't come together great. So it sounds like that kind of happened for Spider-Geddon as well. I, honestly, it was just a bad team of people, creative team. You know how I feel about Crystal's Gage Oh, on Spider-Man, like. Yeah. He's not, you know. And then the other books, like the Ghost Spider, like had bad art. A lot of them just had bad art. A lot of them have good art, but then the writing wasn't there. You know, like, I don't know where they got the pe- these people to do this. It's weird that to do a Spider-Man crossover and, like, put, like, a B-team on it. That's another thing, though. Again, you read spider Getting Zero. That artist is amazing on that book. Yeah. And it, yeah. I, I read them in order. So I read that and then I, I, I pick up number one. And it's like, wow, totally differently. I was a little disappointed. Clay, Clayton Crane is, is freaking talented. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like that That's hack, Alex Ross. <laughs> Just chilling, Jay. Well, they, they use, uh, well, I guess I guess Clayton uses watercolors. No, he's a digital painter. No, but he does. He actually does them, too. I mean, he did in the past. He has. So, I'm not going to like, well, yeah, yeah. He, probably t- he saves a lot of money and time by doing the, the books digitally. But he like, also- you want to see real good art of his look at. The Darkness issue 36 and 37, where the Darkness teams up with Ripclaw. <laughs> fucking, that shit was a fucking amazing. It's better than anything he's ever done at Marvel. It's basically his pen pen and ink is his, and then colors. But it's like, you know, comic book. I think Liquid did the colors on that one. Nice. So it's like Liquid doing the colors on Clayton Crane's stuff. You're probably right. He is probably doing way more digital now because I, I go to his website to see if he has anything for sale. And there's only like four or five originals, which means, yeah, those are the ones he actually painted. And then everything else he's done is digital. Yeah. Digital. But that's what set him apart because he was like he was doing um, another guy that, do, that works like him and does real good art. But nobody really like uses him is Angel Medina. Yeah, that's true. And he's really good. Like. Like, I would mistake Angel Medina for Clayton Crane a lot, but I don't see it anywhere. And and what Clayton Crane did was actually do everything on digital paint, and it really made for good covers and and good good stories. Like, you look at, uh, was it the X-Force? What was that art, Larry, that he did? Uh, Was it Necrotia? Necrotia, yeah. Like, that shit was, like, he did the interiors on that, and it was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. Oh yeah, I could see the resemblance a little bit, and this guy's talented too. Is he is he an artist, row artist alley? Sorry, I don't even know, man. Like he's from back in the day, like when I was in high school. Like I haven't seen him do anything recently. Maybe I, you know, I'm just not being. So that's probably a yes. <laughs> well, look, he might not be doing 
conventions at all. Like, I, don't, I don't remember ever seeing him, but that doesn't mean anything. Dallas Comic Show presents Angel Medina, September 16 to 17, 2017. Oh, well, there you go. Fuck. Man, his Spider-Man is crazy. Does he live in Dallas? I have Probably. no idea. He might be traveling around. He did a Kiss comic book? Yeah, uh, Psycho Circus. That's where I really... Like, man, those first Last... four issues? Yeah. Fuck. No, I think 8 through 12... What it was the where he did those, or he explained each. It was a story about yeah, nah, those fuck man. And then I love those because they didn't do trade. They did trade paperbacks for those, but what they really did was like instead of doing the whole arc, they would do I think four issues in a magazine size with the big pages, like Rolling Stone magazine, instead of the trade paperback. So you got to see that art in a big size on a real high quality paper. That was shit. Cool. Well, if I see him at a at a con, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have him draw me a booster gold and see if Jergens can sign it. <laughs> Let's see. Hopefully, I can uh, post. No, uh, I'll send you the. Anyway, hold on. That I, I was reading. Uh, Darkness thirty six, and there's just like a page because it's um it's copy. Basically, it's it's a uh, <laughs> Ripclaw and the Darkness go on a spirit journey, and they're taking like ayahuasca or some shit. <laughs> and it's just it, they're just sitting there with the Angelus looming over them. With the and what? The Angelus? What is that? That's the enemy of the darkness. The light. Oh, gotcha. Where is Discord? I'm trying to put the picture in Discord. It's just a it's just a good page. Like there's nothing going on really, other than the dialogue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. Where where is Angel Medina? What's he doing? Well, we know what he did last year. Yeah. <laughs> well, two <laughs> well, years that, ago. That's actually yeah, it's two years ago now. Yeah, it was September, yeah. year and a half. Right. So that that's I just put the page in in, in oh, chat. Okay. It's just the lighting in it's good and. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. We definitely need Angel Medina doing some more stuff. And it's like you look at all these people drawing these like, you know, spider girls and it's like they're not good artists. I mean, I guess they could do it fast enough. But, you know, I, I started reading this old book called um, what was that shit called? Where is my Kindle? It was um, Suburban. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't want to get the name wrong. Hold on. Give me one second here. Did he just leave? I guess so. <laughs> 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 I just assume he'd still, like make some noises while he while he's searching, but I guess not. Huh? Yeah, no, it's okay. I'm looking at Angel Medina's Facebook page. He has some amazing art on this too. All right, it was called Suburban Jersey Ninja She Devils. S- what? Suburban uh, Suburban Jersey Ninja She Devils. Oh wow! It's from 1992, but the art's great. It looks like something that it would have ended up at Image. But it's a Marvel book. And then when I looked up the creative team, it was Amanda Connor doing the art. Hmm. But it's like, it doesn't look like what Amanda Connor does now. It was just really good art in the 90s. Like, like this was just a random comic in 1992. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you have Spider-Geddon and you have this shit for yeah. art. You know, like, and it's an event. I know. That's the part that trips me out. Yeah. So that that's kind of pisses me off. And I know it shouldn't, but I want to make comics great again. <laughs> oh, I could probably I can probably go go visit him at his house if he lives in Montgomery, Illinois. Yeah, I just looking at that. How far is that from where you are? It is 
two hours. It's on the way to Chicago. It's yeah, it's just outside Chicago. So yeah, man, you can you can get some. Uh, I'll, some I'll pick him up on the way to C two E two and uh, there, take him to his booth. Get some commissions done. You can draw me something in the car. Yeah, his stuff on his on these uh some of these pictures that he's doing on his Facebook are really nice. Like that are getting posted there. So what else do we need to talk about before we get out of here? I think we're good. Mike Miller is trying to redo Captain America. The I guess he basketball player? <laughs> Who's Mike Miller? Mike he's Miller a basketball player. Mike Miller, the artist for Injustice, he's uh, trying to create his own universe called the Blacklist Universe. And the first hero he's coming out with is Lone Star, which is, I'm not kidding you, a Captain America ripoff. To the point where I'll post his, his Indiegogo in chat. One of the covers is actually that Captain America punching Hitler cover, <laughs> but with his hero. Okay, let's see. But he's, uh, I mean, we're on artists and he's a pretty talented artist himself. The book looks like it could be fun. He's got like the first six pages on there and it's going to be three books, 48 pages. It looks like it's fully funded. But, you know, if you want to get your copies, you go ahead and uh, throw in a donation. But he's also doing a thing where there's certain tiers where not only do you get uh, a physical copy of the book, but he'll also send like a bunch of copies to the USO. So he, cool. he he's at least trying to support the troops. I just thought it was worth mentioning because that's there's been a lot of. Well, I, I don't know if I should say a lot, but a, a few up and coming comic book companies now all of a sudden out of nowhere. And this might be one to keep an eye on. OK. Does it say anything about the premise? It's a uh, it's a veteran that's a vigilante and looks like Captain America, but from Texas. <laughs> and he wears a jacket. Yeah, well, Captain America from First Avenger. They actually. Yeah, and I was going to say they ripped him off, but no, he ripped them off. And the first, <laughs> the first like six or seven pages that that he posted, he he's saving a girl from what looks like MS thirteen. In fact, I, I'm not even like I'm not even gonna say it looks like. like the dude literally has Mara Salvatrucha Trece tattooed on his forehead. And, is this and the Harley are you Quinn? Sure it's not like a diversity in comics holdover or something? Maybe he is saving a a cute little black girl. <laughs> and, but he's he's still he's got that Captain America cheesiness about him you know like when the the gang members are are about to cuss he actually says language there's a lady present that wasn't me <laughs> i hope it wasn't me I, i've got a lot of links open right now <laughs> i didn't hear it it sounded like we like uh someone was trying to copy the jaws theme yeah so oh that's weird i mentioned it i mean it, at this point it, it I, I guess it's kind of a, a moot point since he, he was asking for like 15 grand and got like 70 Jeez. so I, I don't mention it because he needs it i just mention it because I, I think it's a good thing if he's sending comics to the troops and you know he's a he's a talented artist himself. I think this is gonna go somewhere if he made that much in contributions. I I, I think he's gonna fulfill his his uh, dream or whatever of uh, of creating his own comic line and ripping off the Avengers. So Lone Star. Yeah, I think it is a comics gate thing. Is but it? That's yeah. That's probably why he got funded. But so. the main like hero is white. Huh? But the main hero is white. That's what. That's what Comic Skate is. I thought Comic white Skate was that minorities. No, Comic Skate is they don't like minorities. Yeah, they the the, S, the people that keep saying SJW Marvel. That's those guys because they're like, oh, they want to make put women in the front and Muslim. They want to make comics great again. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you know, look, I won't lie though, the art the art doesn't look bad, but you know. I just wish it wasn't such a a blatant knockoff. But that's what they have to do to get because they don't like Sam Wilson, Captain America. You know what I mean? They have to do a blatant knockoff because it, it's not like, for example, like people like Superman, right? But they want edgy Superman. You you gotta you gotta ah, man. You got what's the that other one? You know, ah, fuck the Mark Wade one. Oh, irredeemable. Irredeemable. You know, and it's like, but it it wasn't a blatant knockoff, so it didn't like hit like this would because of the marketing. It doesn't look like Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, now he has a hundred and seven thousand dollars. Oh yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, man. He only I think the initial thing was only like uh, fifteen thousand, something like that, some low number. Yeah. Wow. So it's jumped twenty five grand since I started talking about it, huh? <laughs> so oh yeah it says right here new perk comics gate alliance cover yeah says uh oh there's the bunny with the trump hair yeah all right what's the bunny with the trump hair what's his, what it, is that uh, it's a little um god i forget i forget the title now we talked about it on the show how do you not yeah it was the other guy that that was ra- raising money the guy that was fighting trying to sue mark wade Oh, oh, his character. Thump the first hundred days. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's hilarious. And it's a, uh, it, it's a cute little bunny with the Trump hair. Who right. put out that? That who authored it? Yeah, like the comics that did that. It's. I think it's a book. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then well, there's like a knockoff of Deadpool, but a rabbit right here. Man, there's so many white people. They actually do have one black guy <laughs> in this team. <laughs> I love how white people view cholos. How, how do they view cholos? Like he drew this this picture of that ex soldier beating up 18th Street people, and it just says it has a tattoo on the back of his neck called Vato. <laughs> like it just says Vato on it. Like, and then Lopez as a tramp stamp. <laughs> it's like you know how to cover your tattoos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're 18th Street guys. Thump. The first hundred days. That's weird. I, I wasn't there for this. I know that. I think you were. Yeah, you were. What? Thump? Even Joe was there. Thump? Okay. It looks like, like Lone Star's fighting vampires. And they're all people of color. Go get them, Lone Star. <laughs> it's like, if you're a minority and you read that book, Lone Star punches you. Um, yeah. Why isn't he fighting the Honduran, like, White Walkers? Wait, what? What? <laughs> That's what I call the Honduran like, horde of people that were coming for the border. Oh, my I call God. them White Walkers because it took, like, three seasons to get here and nothing <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe maybe they had written the story before those folks showed up. Yeah. Lone Star would have jumped over the wall, taking them all on one, one, one on one horde. We should get out of here. <laughs> Starting off the new year with high energy. <laughs> uh, let's do some final thoughts. Odds score. Final thought. Uh, next season of Gotham, No Man's Land, and The Dark Knight Enters. You know you want to watch it. No. It's No Man's Land. Moses Magnum. Final thought. Uh, 
Can somebody please tell Siobhan Williams that Nicaraguans aren't half Arab Mexican? I think he just did. She listens. <laughs> like, if you cast Nicaraguan in that role, that a Nicaraguan can only play that role. <laughs> Nicaraguans can only be Nicaraguan. And that's it. Really tired, fantastic forum. Thank you for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. We'll be back next week. If you want to let us know what it is you think of today's show, any previous show, or what you want us to talk about on a future show, why don't you go ahead and hit us up on social media? You can do that, uh, whether it be our Instagram or Facebook page. It can be or our Facebook group. You can hit us on Twitter. We're a fantastic forum on all that stuff. We're everywhere. Uh, yeah. Like I said, we'll be back next week. Until then, this is Fantastic Forum, only on allgames.com.